Good morning. Welcome to the Sidman Methodist Church. And for those viewing online for the Dunlow, Sidman, and Beaverdale Charge. Let us have our lighting of candles. stand if you are able and join in singing the first hymn, Lo, How a Rose Blooming, number 160. Saturday the 16th is prep and pickup of cookie trays. Is there a time? 9 o'clock and we still have about 10 to 9 a.m. and there's 10 trays to sell. So contact Annette if you have somebody interested in buying cookie tray. TCBY meeting will be next Sunday. Uh, the party will be from 5 to 7. I believe it's a Christmas party. Remember to bring your Christmas gift for the church and place it under the tree. For the charge, regular church service will be held Christmas Eve morning uh, at all three churches, and then Christmas Eve service will be held at 7 p.m. here at Sidman. And then a little further ahead on the 31st of the month is an anointing service. 
Back table has a sign-up sheet to light the advent candles. Uh, nobody signed up, so you get stuck with us today. So please sign up. There's three more opportunities to, to light the advent candles. Are there any other announcements? If there are no other announcements, we will have the lighting of the first two advent candles. The second week of Advent, we remember the gift of peace we have in Christ. Peace is a gift that we must be prepared for and must work for. God gives us the gift of peace when we turn to him working together in faith. Through John the Baptist and all the other prophets, God asked us to prepare the way of the Lord, whom the prophet Isaiah calls the Prince of Peace. As we light this candle today, we look with hope for that day that Christ's peace will reign in our hearts, in our homes, in our communities, and in the world. As we light this candle, we are reminded to work for that plate peace, peace of Christ to come and take root in us. Let us pray. Dear Lord, let us learn to live in peace with one another. Let us prepare the way like John the Baptist did. For as Isaiah called him, the Prince of Peace. We ask this in the name of the one who will bring us peace. Amen. Please stand for the affirmation of faith, which will be a responsive reading from Psalm 85, verses 1 and 2 and 8 through 13. You, Lord, showed favor to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the inequity of your people and covered all their sins. I will listen to what God the Lord says. He promises peace to his people, his faithful servants, but let them not turn to folly. Surely his salvation is near those who fear him, that his glory may dwell in our land. Love and faithfulness meet together. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. The Lord will indeed give what is good, and our land will yield its harvest. Righteousness goes before him and prepares the way for his steps. Please be seated, and will the children come forward for the children's message?
Well, at one point they had what they called a town crier. He would ring a bell and he would say, Hear ye, hear ye, sometimes just the movies. And they would make announcements, right? If there was some sort of stuff going on in the town, the town criers who you go find if they give you important announcements. Well, you know, way back in Jesus' time, there was a guy called John the Baptist. And he was a little different. He, um, he wore clothes that were made of and he um, made locusts and honey. And we know what a locust is. Anyway, it was a little bit different, but you know what he did? He went around and told people that Jesus was coming. Right? He told them to prepare because Jesus was coming. He said, There's one coming who's greater than me. And I'm not even more unworthy to untie his shoes. Um, but he's coming and you should get ready for him. And we, today, kind of have that same job. Right? Because Jesus came, and then he died on the cross, and he went back to heaven, and he's coming again. So our job is kind of the same thing, is to let people know about Jesus. So let's say a little prayer. Dear God, we thank you for all those who have come before us and told us about Jesus and the good news for us. Help us, Lord, to do the same. Amen. <coughs> Father, prepare our hearts to celebrate your birth joyfully. We thank you for the faithfully doing what you promised long ago when you sent your son to earth so that we might have the chance to become part of your family. Let the promise of your second coming inspire us to live with hope and purpose. As we wait for your plan to unfold, give us the patience we need. Remind us of the peace we can't access, assess when we take time to still ourselves before you and remember that you are God. We thank you that you are both sovereign and gracious. Help us to find the rest in the midst of what feels like chaos in our world. Dear Lord, we come before you this morning in this atmosphere of prayer to raise our voices to you, to bring to your attention what's on our hearts, minds, and souls. We offer prayers for the well-being and safety of our country, our community, and our church. Keep us safe and protected from the, e the evil forces that we may be facing. We pray for the safety and well-being of our youth. Be with them, guide them, and protect them, and let us continue to encourage them on their walk of faith. We pray for the unsaved, the unbelievers, those who haven't found their way yet. We ask that they see the light on their wayward ways so they may be saved before it becomes too late. We ask for forgiveness for our waywardness, for choosing to go our way instead of following your way. We pray for the good health and well-being of all the members of this congregation, their families, friends, and neighbors. Please direct the unnecessary harm away from these loved ones. We pray for families that are dealing with the difficulties and hardships of life. Be with them, guide them, and comfort them during these rough times. We pray for those who protect us from harm, the members of law enforcement, 
the uh, uh, military, especially our first lieutenant Carl Smith, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, and health professionals. We pray for our troubled country. May we see good win out over the evil that has invaded our country. We pray for the conflict in the Middle East. May the civilian population be protected as much as possible. May we see the good overcome the evil that is being faced. We pray for, for Lori's, Lori's family. Lori lost her father this early this week. We pray for, uh, for her, for her entire family, for the grief and uh, separation that they will be experiencing by not having him in their, in their lives anymore. We offer a prayer for Tom and Roseanne Burkett. Now, if there was a name that came to the people before, during, while we were praying, let them say those names out loud now. Our Heavenly Father, let us bring our prayer time to a close by praying together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Favorite hymn. Do it like Jeez. favorite hymn, Colleen?
Gracious God in heaven, we're delighted to be here the second Sunday of the month of December to hear your psalms, uh, to hear sing your hymns, and to hear your word. We thank you for that, and we present these tithes and gifts and offerings by two of the younger members of our church. We ask that you accept them and accept what they're giving to you, the sacrifices that have been made to, to produce what the people are putting in the collection plate. We thank you for all that, dear Lord, and we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Master, Teacher, and Friend, and we all three said, Amen. Please be seated. Well, like I've been telling you for months, we're in the book of, we'll be in the book of Mark now. Things have changed. Things changed as of last week. We're in the book of Mark. So I should tell you a few things about Mark. In the book of Mark, God reveals his plan for human history, living it out now as we live. What we know about Mark is he accompanied his uncle Barnabas and friend Paul on their first missionary trip to Asia Minor. Asia Minor. Minor. Now that's known as Turkey. Not the Turkey we eat, but the country Turkey. Mark's gospel was written to people who didn't understand Jewish customs. Matthew, he wrote it to a Jewish, Jewish audience. He wrote it for the Gentile Christians in Rome. The emphasis was placed on works, not words. That's the difference between Mark and the other gospels. So we're on the Mark 1, 1 through 8. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God as it was written from in Isaiah the prophet. I will send my messenger ahead of you. You will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. 
the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather, leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Now let's try to get this right the first time. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Very good. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. I call this uh, missing the tree for the forest. What's the phrase that goes with that? Not, not being able to see a tree because of the forest or something like that? I don't, I don't keep up on phrases like that. Well, this will be a shocker to you. I was trying to think, how can I present this differently? And all of a sudden, it came to me. John the Baptist was like the Ed McMahon of today. Okay? Ed would announce the star of the show. And the role of John the Baptist was to announce the star of the show. The Messiah. He just did it in a different way. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, are the opening words in the book of Mark. First time used in the Bible. First time. Now remember, Mark was the first gospel written. The first gospel. Mark's opening statement calls Jesus by name and a title. The name Jesus. The title Christ, which is a political name. The, the, the rulers of Rome were called Christ. Christ means anointed one, used for a new king ascending to a throne, even human. The third way Mark refers to Jesus is Son of God. It's a Greek title, is to describe a divine man. The wilderness was understood by Jew and Gentile as being the edge of the world. Maybe that's why I'm saying I'm out here in the middle of nowhere. I don't know. God met his people in the wilderness. He met Moses there. He met Elijah there. And he's meeting Jesus in the wilderness. On their return, they were spiritually deepened and could see clearer their call and vision. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. The words of Isaiah preached by John, who suddenly appears in the wilderness. To repent of their wayward ways, the crowd from Jerusalem were drawn out to the edge of the world. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news are the words Jesus proclaims coming out of the wilderness. After he was baptized, Jesus went into the wilderness where he was tempted three times. Jesus was proclaiming the news that was politically, economically, and spiritually freeing. Mark takes two phrases from two different prophets and combines them into one well-known phrase. See, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me. That's from Malachi. Combined with the phrase from Isaiah. A voice cries out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. 
The Messiah will be found in the wilderness. It's amazing how all these things that were predicted hundreds of years before this took place came true. Came true. The, oh, the, oh, this is it. The greatest gift we can give ourselves is by giving ourselves to a much greater power through our baptism. This new life with Christ that John was teaching to those he baptized was started by looking backwards to the way of disobedience, not following God's way. John lived in the desert because it was quiet in order to hear God's instructions. John would have the undivided attention of the people. It was to show the difference between life in Jerusalem and life with God. And he was fulfilling Old Testament, Testament prophecies. John was baptizing because it was a visible, visible sign of change in life. It started in forgiving sin. And it started a new way for people to relate to God. The difference between being baptized by the Holy Spirit and being baptized by John with water was that John was cleaning a person's body by being baptized with water. And being baptized by the Holy Spirit meant that Jesus would be cleaning a person's heart. That's the difference between being baptized with water and being baptized by the Holy Spirit. John's dress, dressed like he did, he, John's, John was imitating Elijah in the clothes that he wore. So he was set apart from the religious leaders in Jerusalem. They were really dressed up with fancy colors and hats and everything. You could tell that that was the leader of the, of the, of the Jews by the way they dressed. John dressed complete, complete opposite. John was an important figure because he tapped into the important Jewish themes, such as being saved would come through being in the wilderness which their history of being saved in the wilderness, he thought he was Elijah. He lived his message by where he lived, the clothes he wore, and the foods that he ate. John made it clear he was insignificant, not to be compared to the one who would follow. Now here's one thing we all have control over. We can give him a very important Christ, we can give him a very important tool to help in making the road straight and smooth. And that important tool is, anybody have any guesses? Okay. Oh, <laughs> you, you get extra credit for saying, for saying that word. Mark that down in the book. Obey. Uh, if anybody ever asks the password for us, it's always it's obey. We went through that uh, at Bible study uh, Tuesday. The door was locked. What's the password? They said, obey right away. Linda came out with, obey. So what's the important tool that we're supposed to give to help with making the road straight and smooth? We all have this ability to do this. Whether we use it or not, it's something else. A receptive mind. You have to have a receptive mind. You have to take these things that, that uh, Christ tells you, God tells you, and obey, right? Obey. In order to begin to hear and understand the message of Jesus, you first must have forgiveness. That comes first. Forgiveness for all your past sins. 
Now, once you ask for them, you don't have to keep going back the next time you pray and say, oh, you know, please forgive me for all my past, past sins, sins. I've gone back and, and done it by group of them in years, back when I was in high school or in college or uh, when I first started teaching or when I got into the ministry, I, I put them in groups and each day I advanced in, in the group and asked for all the things that I did, uh, uh, I did, did wrong. Next, you must denounce what the world has to offer. And the world has, well, I'm going to share my children's message, but I'll save it to Christmas Eve, because I do it on Christmas Eve. They're one of the hardest things to think of, is to come up with the children's message. I don't have a book where, you know, because there are books out. Children's messages. I don't, have, I, don't, I don't get any of those books. I just, I don't lay awake at night. I think about them walking through the aisles of Giant Eagle. Because I look at something, a can of tomato soup. What can I do with tomato soup? Let me see. Okay, so I move on to something else, and it might be uh, pasta or something. I say, Gee, what can I do with pasta? Uh, the, the, the room, that, the, the area that stops me is where the toys are. It's like, what can I do with that toy there? Hmm. How about those darts? I could throw darts at them. Oh, no, I can't do that now. Well, they're not the sticky kind. They're the other kind. <laughs> and by the end of my shopping spree, I haven't come up with anything. But I have a good one for, uh, for today at, uh, at Dunlow, but for Christmas Eve. You have something to look forward to. The, 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 probably the morning service. I'm not sure about the night service. I haven't got to that one yet. What John the, John the Baptist began, Jesus finished. What John prepared, Jesus fulfilled. This is an important time of the year. The, the best time of the year, the people are more open to hear the word of God at this, this time of the year, these four weeks, four weeks, five weeks, And you have in your bulletin the inspiring words, two of them. Keep one and share one. We've given them, we've given them out to uh, uh, helping hands and, and, and all the people. I think there are 40 people there that they made a, 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 a baskets for. And uh, there's inspiring words, uh, words, words in there. I, uh, I took one to get to my personal trainer on Monday or Wednesday, one of those days, and uh, a man was in there. I didn't know who he was. Never saw him before. We started up a conversation, and the next thing, he said something that I knew that he went to church, and he was a religious man. So I said, I started talking about these inspiring words. So I gave him one. Would you like one? So he, what's this? I said, this is inspiring words. Uh, it's, it's for you. So I didn't have one for my personal trainer. I'll have to make sure I take uh, some extra with me when I go to, uh, 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 to Greens Greensburg. But they're, 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 they're made for you to carry what I call the important points from the sermon. Some people call it the unimportant parts of the sermon, uh, whatever, whatever outlook that you want to put towards them, and, and uh, uh, give them to uh, somebody. It doesn't make any difference who you give them to. Give it to the receptionist or the doctor, the doctor visit you have that day. Give it to the uh, cashier at Giant Eagle when you're going, going out. Give it to somebody you know. 
Give it to somebody who worked like uh, Elizabeth, who worked like in the deli. Uh, give her a, a copy. I will when I see her the next time I see her. She hasn't been working when I've been there the last couple of days. Uh, and just, you know, there doesn't have to be no big introduction or anything like that. Just, I've had one person who complained about, uh, he was a member of the church, one of the older members of the church. He said, you come in here and start passing these things out. You don't ask anybody whether they want them or not. What are we supposed to think? I said, I don't know what you're supposed to think, but here. Is the only person who ever said anything like that about the, because I don't make a big production of it. I just said, here, here's something for you. Oh, gee, would you like to read the Word of God? I just happen to have something with me to give you. I don't give them a, an introduction. I said, here. And they, well, what's this? God's Word. Read it. When you have a chance, read it. And most people say, most people take it. Very few will, never mind, I don't want this. Very few. And you just move on to the next, to the next, the next person. There's always somebody else that you encounter in your, in your walk. I mean, you can't go anywhere, at least I haven't been anywhere, where there's one person. There's always groups of people uh, uh, around, groups of people in, in Giant Eagle. Go start a, it's easy to start a conversation with somebody in Giant Eagle. I did this all the time at uh, Nature's Way in Greensburg. I went up and asked all the women, every time I went in, do you know where the pancakes are? Oh, yes, let me show you. I said, I always knew where they were. I just wanted you to show me them. You can do that at Giant Eagle with a complete stranger. I, I, excuse me, ma'am. Do you know where the eggs are? Could you show me where the eggs are? Oh, thank you so much. That's very nice of you to do that. And then she'll say something, and then you, you know, continue with the conversation. Oh, I just happened to uh, 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 have, have something here. Would you like? Would you like one? Would you like to read it? It's yours. Keep it. I mean, it's very convenient. You carry it in your purse, put it in your pocket, read it at, 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 at your leisure, and read one. There's usually three points in it. Read one point a day or something. You know, it's up, it's up to you. And they take it and read it. And I've even found them uh, when I've, uh, I've even found them uh, left somewhere. I know it's me because I'm the only one who puts out these inspiring words. Uh, that, that I don't know if they read it or not, but I'd see it someplace laying. Now, if it's in the trash, I pick I'm not in the trash, but if it's laying on the floor or something like that, I pick it up. That's about the only thing I bend over to pick up on the, on, on the floor, because it looks like a, a trash then. But it's a, uh, you know, it's quite easy to give these things out to, uh, 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 to people. Guaranteed you'll feel better when you start doing that. Could even be a family member. Could even be a, a softball player. My goodness, those softball players. Oh, jeez. They're always running around the bases. In this Advent season, Christ will come. Perhaps not as might be expected. Perhaps not in the time frame desires, but he will come. I believe that we watch for his coming to the world and miss his coming to us personally. That's why I call this, we see the forest, but miss the tree. Now keep your eyes open. He's coming. 
They'll come to you if you let them, if you invite them in, if you invite them in. There's a famous, there it is, that picture right up there. What's missing from that picture? A doorknob. He can't open the door from the outside. You have to open the door and invite him in. He doesn't just walk in without being invited. You have to invite him to come into your, your life. And when you do, he'll come in. Guaranteed. 100% guaranteed. Let us pray. Oh Lord, your promises of a Savior have bridged thousands of years, which each message a new promise is brought into the light. With each promise we come closer and closer to the fulfillment of the birth of our Savior. Today is no exception. Through the message today we heard about the one who comes before the Savior announcing his arrival. We've heard the topic of this message for many years. Let us have heard something new today, bringing us even closer to our Savior. In your most holy name we pray. Amen. Let us now stand and sing our, our last hymn, Angels from the Realm of Glory, number 131 in the hymnal, and we'll take a break before the last verse. needed to be focused on during the season of Advent, a receptive mind. May you not miss the coming of Christ to your spirit by placing your attention on the ways of the world. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, go and earn your day. Let us now sing the last verse of our hymn.
Shit!